With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, it's nice to have you back, Scott. I'm not going to lie. I kind of missed you. That's so sweet. I heard you do the help now, so you, you, you carried me out in spirit. I, nice. I, I, I tried to do my best. You, you did. You did your best, and it was even better than your best. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. Uh, yeah, semifinals start on Tuesday, and um, I'm excited. I mean, the matchups, you know, I mean, we'll get to double L, which is just a dream, but, like, the matchups in all four classes are so great. I mean, you really have, you know, when you when you look at it, the only teams that are like double-digit seeds are teams that are out of good conferences and aren't, you know, true double-digit seeds. So, I, I mean, let's just jump into this thing. I, I'm so psyched to see. Uh, I wish I could see all these games. You know, we're going to be at double L. But, yep. Uh, great if we can see more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like Class S, let's go, Ben. Yeah, I mean, Class S, I think this is kind of what we expected um, with Holy Cross and Chapag. Well, I think we both kind of saw Holy Cross coming out of that bracket as the number one seed Catholic school in Class S. Um, you know, they had a little trouble with Terryville from the Berkshire League, but they were able to get past, and, uh, you know, now they're in the semifinals. And they get Chapag, who... I'm I'm not going to say I'm surprised because they're a good Berkshire League team. They've been good for the past couple of years. I was surprised that they beat Notre Dame Fairfield as easily as they did. It was 8-1. I thought I thought Notre Dame Fairfield would win, but I, I wasn't surprised that Chapag won. I'm surprised they won by seven, though. Yeah, you know, and these games all kind of got compressed, so pitching was very tight. So, you know, Notre Dame Fairfield – you know, I don't know how deep their pitching went. Obviously, uh, you know they lost eight to one in that game, but with all the games stacked the way they were, it was hard to bring back. You couldn't bring back your starter. And so, you know, I, I, the games I was at, you know, we saw pitching just kind of piecemeal together. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened with Notre Dame Fairfield. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely interesting and interesting to see. Um, but good for Chapag. I mean, they're here, they're in, they're going to have a chance to go to the finals and, um, I'm excited for them. That'll be at Sage Park. Um, who do you got in this one? Cause I, you know, I got Holy Cross. That's a team that I thought would be here all year. Uh, so, I mean, that's yeah, who I'm I mean, going with. When the tournament started, I picked Holy Cross and St. Paul as the final here. I, I'm sticking with that. Um, I think they're the two best teams. Again, anything can happen at this point, of course. So if Chapag gets through, uh, it's not going to be a surprise. But I think Holy Cross uh, is the best team here. 
uh, and I, I think I, I still have them getting through. You know, I have two of the teams I actually picked, so I'm gonna have to stick with them. I can't, I can't change my horses now. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I got Holy Cross. I'm gonna go Coventry. Um, if I look at my brackets, which I have out here, I had them playing Portland in the semis. Uh, St. Paul beat Portland, but I have it on good authority because I read the story from the semifinals from the J.I., uh, from the quarterfinals, that Matt Cook did not pitch for Coventry. So I'm imagining that we're going to see Matt Cook at 1 o'clock on Tuesday. And if you do not know who Matt Cook is, you need to pay attention. He's one of the best pitchers in the state. And I will actually be there at 1 o'clock at Sage Park to check him out for a little bit before I head over to Double L. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the 1 o'clock start really makes that yeah, I mean, if Coventry's got a number one going, again, we don't know who St. Paul's going to throw, I don't think, but uh, that matchup is certainly awesome. Coventry's a number two seed for a reason. Uh, they've kind of blown through the three teams they've played so far in the tournament, 14-1, 6-2, and 9 nothing. So, uh, you know, they're out to prove something, and uh, I think it'd be great if Coventry was in there. You know, we always want to see, uh, you know, these smaller public schools get into this S final if we can. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the tournament, the S tournament are for these schools. It's nothing against St. Paul. Uh, it's nothing against Holy Cross, but they don't belong in S. They they just don't. So, you know, you're kind of sitting there and you're kind of like a little bit, you're like, oh, man, yeah, a nice public school final would be pretty awesome for Class S. Uh, it would. And again, nothing against St. Paul or Holy Cross. You know, we like their coaches and their players and everything like that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, inside you'd like to see some, some public school, at least one public school, make it to the S-Final. Uh, you know, in my opinion, and you know, we've talked about this before, S should really be for small public schools. And if you're a school of choice, you should be M or higher, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with that. And, and those, those are the two. But, I'm, again, I'm picking St. Paul and Holy Cross. But... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I mean, Berkshire League, NC, NC Triple C would be nice for Class S. I'll tell you that one. That would be great for them. Um, and then we can have the same debate when we move over to Class M now, you know? Shocker. <laughs> I mean, let's start that bottom game. Uh, I mean, there you go. Rockville and St. Joe. St. Joe has absolutely smoked everybody they've played in this tournament so far. 25 nothing, 13 nothing, 14-1. Um, those scores are, are a joke. Um, but remember, they did that last year. And, yes, and, and then, then they, they got shut they, out by, and then they got shut out by Seymour. Right, and then, but one of the games it wasn't a blowout; it was just a huge run total against Monville. You know, it was whatever that game was. I forget, but they were both in double digits. Um, I thought Northwestern would, would give them more of a game. Uh, obviously, they didn't. And again, Northwestern may have been really thin on pitching at that point you know i've loved st joe's all season i think they're a great team uh, i think they would have competed for the class l championship um without a doubt and, right and I, and I think they're going to get through this game i just think they're so deep they got deep pitching their lineup is just a murderer's row like i don't know if we've seen this many this kind of these kind of stats from an entire lineup like you know we got that stuff in for the all-state team and the st joe's stats are just crazy when you look at all those offensive stats oh yeah i'm uh, staring yeah. at him i'm staring at him right now and steven uh, uh paoli 487 batting average eight home runs 22 rbis he's got like a 600 on base percentage 40 hits jimmy evans batting 370 with two home runs 23 rbis 
on top of his stupid pitching stats. And you got Charlie Pagliarina, Rini, another eight home runs, 20 RBIs, 30 runs scored, batting 470, uh, about a 580 on base percentage. I mean, this lineup just rakes at the plate. Just rakes. I mean, it's one of the best lineups I've top to bottom that I've seen in years. And I thought they were the best, uh, you know, top to bottom just hitting lineup in the FCAC this year. Um, and, you know, again, Staples was great. Ludlow was great. But you can't argue with those numbers that they put up playing against FCAC competition. And that's what they were playing against all year. So, you know, good luck to Rockville. You never know what's going to happen in a game of baseball. But. I got to see St. Joe coming out of that half of the bracket. Yeah, I, I mean, let's not. You know, look, St. Joe's is great. Like we said, we both think they could have competed for an L championship. But Rockville, they knocked off Sheen from the SEC. Then they beat Norwich Tech, who doesn't belong as well. And they beat Watertown, who beat Ledyard. So, yep. And Ledyard is my pick to make the final and win it, actually. Yeah. So, like, I think Rockville's playing well. Um, I think we sat here a year ago and said there's no way St. Joe's is going to lose to Seymour. And they did. Right. It, you don't know. It's one game baseball game, so anything can happen, you know. Especially if Rockville has a good pitcher going today, then, I mean, tomorrow, then it all changes. But just on paper, I, I got to go with St. Joe in that game. Yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, St. Joe should be competing for an L championship. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, if they win M, I think it will be held against them in the poll. Not that they care, but. Not that they care. And honestly, I've been voting them in the top 10 almost all season, or at least in the top 15. I think I think both of us have been. I think I've had them in my top eight for most of the year. Um, this is the first time I laid eyes on them and actually watched them play. I was like, okay, they're completely different than most of the teams that I've seen play baseball this year, just in terms of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I've been voting them, and I'll, I'll keep voting them. And if they win them, I'll, I'll vote them high because I think they deserve to be up high. But I don't think it deserves to be in class F. So that's a com- different conversation, you know. Yeah, the 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 poll conversation will be interesting come the end of the year because there's a lot of moving parts, especially with kind of how dominant Double L has been this year. Where you look at it and there's quarterfinal team, like you look at Ludlow and you're like, that's a top five team. Yep. So. And, and, and I think when we get to double L, you can say that those top four teams, whoever wins out of that deserves to be the number one team in the state. But we'll see when we get there. I, I think all, all four of those teams have, have done well enough in their regular seasons uh, that if they run through the double L, there's no like, there's no surprise, you know, huge surprises in that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could an argument could be made uh, if Hand had won L and there was like a big upset in double L, but there wasn't so that was kind of right. it yeah because hand had been in the top like three all year but they bowed out early in l so anyway the yeah. second m quarterfinal before we uh semifinal. Yeah. walcott and, and woodland uh, i think we both really liked walcott coming into this um you know they got through what we thought I, what i thought anyway was the toughest draw uh you know having to go through uh valley regional then you know having to go through hk uh and and then now getting woodland you know Montville was in that bracket, HK, East Catholic. I think that was a tough draw. Seymour was in there. You know, they all got knocked out. But, uh, you know, I think Woodland's a really tough team, but I, I think this Welcut team is, is really special, and I think it'd be awesome to see them play, you know, St. Joe for a championship. Yeah, I mean, uh, I said this the other night when I was by myself. I was like, yo, Jack Drury, what up? And then that night he uh, he actually tweeted at me, 
and he was like, yo, what up, Pete? And I was like, that's my guy right there. But um, uh, yeah, he's having a great year, and, and, and they're just, they, they just seem like one of those teams that loses a final and then is just so determined to get back that nothing's going to really get in their way. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I talk about Jack Drew really a lot uh, on this show because I think he's an unbelievable player, but let's not forget that they have a couple of other guys on this team who were on that team last year, most notably Jeff Nickel, who is a really good baseball player. He's an all-NVL type player, possibly an all-state type player. You know, it's not just – I will pump Jack Drury. You know, he's going to Southern. I went to Southern, so there's that respect there. But, you know, Jeff Nickel's really good too. Wilkett's got some guys, and if they get the right pitcher on the mound against this St. Joe's team – I think, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, they got to beat Woodland first. I don't want to jump yeah, too far ahead. Yeah, but and Woodland's good. I mean, Woodland's won like ten in a row or something like that. Their last loss was to Holy Cross um, in April. Yeah, you know, and, and these teams did play, and, and Wilkett won, you know, three-one uh, early in the year. So it was a good game. Um, you know, Wilkett's two losses were each by one run this year. So I think this is going to be an awesome semifinal, and, and it's great when. As much as I hate when conference teams meet in the first round, I kind of love when they meet in the semifinals so that they both advance that far to, to make it here, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, when, when we we saw it last year in the M final with Wolkett and Seymour, and that was, a, that was the Saturday night game after three, three games, two, no offense to any teams, two very boring blowout games, and one really great game. And yeah. it was still packed. I mean, the Valley, the NVL travels well. The, they, they, it was a great atmosphere. But I'll, be, I'll tell you this. If Wolkett and St. Joe's meet in the finals, I think that's going to be packed. And I, I think it's going to be public schools from all over coming to hopefully see St. Joe's lose. <laughs> uh, that's probably true. I think the Wolkett, uh, you know, Woodland game up at Muzzy should draw a huge crowd too. You know, I, I think that's going to be a great, it's a great venue for the games and, I think that'll be an awesome semifinal day up there for whoever goes to those. Yeah. I, I, I always hate to not be able to go to Muzzy, but... Double L's too good, but let's not jump too far ahead. Let's go to L. <laughs> hey, guess what? We have a public school matched up against a private school in the semifinal. <laughs> but at least the private school is in L. Yes, yes. I will say that. Notre Dame uh, West Haven is playing in L. Uh, you know, where they belong... Yep. Uh, and look, they beat Hand to get here. They beat Bethel to get here. Two of the best teams that I fought all season. Uh, two teams I was voting in my top ten all season. So kudos to Notre Dame West Haven. You know, you 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 were talking about them before the tournament. Uh, you really liked them. I, I don't, well, I don't remember them to make it this. I well, no. So the night before the brackets came out, I I went through and I put the brackets together myself. And there was a change in L due to a tiebreaker. So oh, Notre, right. Notre Dame was supposed to be, before the brackets came out the night before, Notre Dame was the 14 seed. And I picked him to go all the way to the finals. Right. And I was like, Notre Dame West Haven, hand in the finals, it will be great. And then I wake up the next morning, look at the bracket, and all of a sudden East Lime and Notre Dame switch spots. So now East Lime... Um, sorry, East Lime, Guilford, and Notre Dame all switch spots. So Notre Dame jumps up to that freaking killer pod. I mean, this was the hardest pod in L. You got Hand, you got Guilford, you got Bethel, you got Notre Dame. Those are four really good teams. 
And East Haven's not bad. Yeah, East Haven's not bad either. And and yeah. Barlow had that really good freshman going against Bethel. Uh, this was a right. hard pod, you know, grouping of four to get out of. And um, does Notre Dame did Notre Dame get the did Notre Dame get the benefit of playing a tech school in the first round and not having to throw their ace until they had Bethel? And then they had sure. then their ace uh, Eddie Zanner goes a complete game. There's a complete game shutout two nothing, and they have their entire pitching staff for hand. And and hand, I was at their last two games. They had no one left. They were they yeah. were deflated because they had Eo Smith. Then they had a great game against Guilford, and then they go to Notre Dame. Granted, look, part of winning this tournament is luck. It's the draw. It's who you get. But Notre Dame getting a tech school in the first round, where they can put out a pitcher who you know is going to beat them, and you can save your arm for the second round. I, I think that benefited them, and good for Notre Dame. I mean, they. They, um, they've had a really up-and-down season. They lost early in the SEC quarters, and here they are playing with a chance to go back to the finals for the first time since 2016, so good for them. And they're playing Berlin, who the entire the entire town of Berlin hates me. I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter. Um, oh, no. Are they attacking you? Oh, yeah. I'm getting uh, even some uh, – mostly it's parents, if, if we're being honest. I don't think the kids care because they just keep winning and they keep shutting me up. But I'm getting, like, crap from parents. It's kind of funny. Like, it's all, like, tongue-in-cheek. And I know I sat here. I put, I've, I've put my foot in my mouth a, a hundred times. Um, but good for them. They're here. Right? They're here. They they proved it. Um, they've had a lot of good a lot of good players this year. I don't think we've mentioned them. Uh, Mark Adamo pitched really well against foreign and SEC team. Um, they got, uh, you know, Danny Vellis. Um, you know, they have a lot of different guys who can play, and I want to yeah. pull up one name that I, I keep forgetting, and I, I just don't want to forget him, um, yeah. but I, I can't find it right now. Where was I? It's like Giovanni. It's a great name. Oh, oh Giancarlo Ciccano. That's it, him. Yeah. Yeah, Giancarlo Ciccano is a senior on their team. Yeah, he's, he's a really good player. Yeah, so we got – there. There's they have a bunch of really good guys, and I feel like we might not have been giving them the credit that they deserve throughout the year. That said, and it's been a great run by them, and I, again, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just being a hater. Maybe I'm just drinking the anti-CCC haterade. But well, uh, they they got uh, semifinals now, semifinals and double L. So oh, I mean, by the way, G- uh, uh, Tofano as well, but Gianni Finelli. That's a nice Italian okay. name, Finelli. That's who I wanted to bring up. He's been playing awesome from them all year. Been a leader on this team, really contributing. Good kid, good player. Uh, just I think he just followed me on Twitter, but he hasn't said anything yet, and I'm really waiting for him to just clap back at me. But. I, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I go, well, at this point I can't pick Berlin because if I pick Berlin and they lose, then they're still going to hate me. <laughs> so you're, you're going Notre Dame West Haven. So I'm going to go Notre Dame West Haven, and if Berlin wins, I'll pick against them in the finals too. Jeez. Okay. Well, because I'm, if I'm, they keep winning and I keep picking them against them, when they finally win, I'll be the hero. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to see it that way. Uh, I'm going to take Berlin in this game. You know, I, I, I believe in them a little more than you did all season. Uh, I thought the, the CCC had some really quality teams, you know. But Berlin, I think, in your mind, because of their schedule, 
because um, they didn't play some of those top teams that you weren't ready to believe. But, you know, obviously they proved it in this tournament that, you know, they beat uh, an SCP team, uh, they beat an SWC, they beat, and they beat two SWC teams. So, look, they didn't get here through an easy path. They beat good teams to get here from big conferences, and I think they're going to keep it going and, and make the championship game as, as the number one seed. I, I just – this is just quickly looking at – Berlin schedule. The best team they played is Southington, who's in the double L semis. They lost eight to one, and then they lost to Lewis Mills eleven four at the end of the year. So, yeah, just saying. That that prompted somebody to vote Lewis Mills in the top fifteen with a nine and eleven record. I can only imagine who that was. (laughs) So, I don't know. Uh, The bottom half down here. this should be a great game. Uh, you know, Massick out of the SWC, Waterford at ECC. Um, I picked Massick to make the final before the tournament, so I still got a horse here. So I'm going to stick with Massick. But, man, this should be an awesome matchup. Yeah, I had Massick in the final four uh, playing Weathersfield, but that didn't happen. But Massick, I, this is a program that's consistently good year in and year out. I feel like they kind of get lost maybe in the fold a little bit. Um, they didn't. They lost to Weston in the SWCs early. Um, and then you kind of really don't hear about them, which is a shame. They went 14 and 6 this year. They have a really good team. Matt Morello leading that staff as a senior pitcher. I mean, this is a good team. This is a competitive, massive team that year in and year out is a threat to win a state title. Yeah, and three of their four losses came in their first four games to Trumbull, Staples, and Bethel. So. Those are three really good teams they lost to. And then later in the year, they dropped one to Barlow and then Newtown and Stratford. But, you know, you, you don't lose to Staples, Trumbleman. And those games obviously prepare you for tournaments, too. So um, I, I think Massick is I think Massick's going to take this. But, uh, you know, you know, Waterford obviously has made a great run in this tournament. I, I just don't see them getting by this, this last game. A couple of notes. You bring up Massick's schedule at the beginning of the year. The four teams that they played to open up the year – is collectively better than Berlin's entire strength of schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, because Trumbull, Danbury, <laughs> and Staples, in my opinion, were three of the top four teams in the FCI. Absolutely. I, mean, I know Trumbull didn't make, didn't make it that far in the FCI, but they were so good. And yeah. Berlin set their quarterfinal game. Like, Trumbull's a really good team. Danbury's really good. Staples is obviously one of the best teams in the state. And Bethel's proved to be one of the best teams in the state. So... You know, to take those losses early and to schedule those three FCI teams off the bat, like, uh, you know, that, that obviously has helped them down the stretch. And then they made a great run to the SWC until they lost, you know, one-run game to Newtown, in, you know, in the middle of May. Yeah. Well, so you got Massick. They got, they got a couple of good guys, Mike Morella, Josh Wittenberger, uh, Chad Fidelli, just a couple of names that jump off. And then you look at Waterford. Here's the team last year that easily had the best pitcher in the state. In Mike Burrows, and they didn't get out of the second round. Right. And here they are with a chance to go to the finals. I think for the second time in three years, but they were in M two years ago. They're in L again yeah. this year. They have a chance to go to the finals. They beat the two teams that went to the L finals last year in Windsor and Weathersfield, and they beat Law, who was on a great run. Look, the, the I, I I've been told Jared Burrows. I'm assuming the younger brother of Mike is playing very well this year. And uh, Ryan O'Connell, who I believe is their catcher, 
have been leading this team this year as juniors. So this could be a this could be a thing to come for for Waterford. That's what I kind of heard, you know, in the preseason that Waterford would kind of be a year away. Yep. Uh, obviously making a run here, but yeah, we look at their roster, a ton of juniors. Uh, they have a couple seniors mixed in there, but they seem like a team that would be ready to roll next year. But here they are, semifinals, so they're a win away. Uh, and if they can get by Massick, which is not out of the question, then you know they get a chance to play for a championship. But against Notre Dame, gonna, yeah, and I, I'm going to pick Massick just because that's what I picked uh, at the beginning of the tournament, and um, I do believe that they're the better team here, but. You know, so I, I'm going to go Massick and, and Berlin in the championship. Yeah, I'm going to go Massick, Notre Dame, West Haven. Um, I think Waterford might be a year away, but this experience is done is going to do wonders for them, and I think they'll be a top ten preseason team easily next season. They should be. Yeah, they should be. So and if, if it's the same kind of thing we looked at with Ledger this year. I think Waterford will be in that boat next year. Yep, I agree. Uh, all right, let's go, big boys. Let's do it. Da da da. Da da da. Uh, let's start with the Southington Amity game. Uh, Amity's in the semifinals for their seventh year in a row. There's no. That's so dumb. That's so. And no, not like no. dumb in a bad way. It's just ridiculous. Like, good for them. It's just. The fact that you can sit here, look at a bracket, and see them at, as a 10 seed, and you're like, I had them easily going to the finals. Because, like, you just know they're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, Newtown gave him a heck of a game. Uh, you know, last game, uh, I thought that Glastonbury would give him more of a challenge. Obviously, that was wrong about that. Um, but here they are. I mean, seven years in a row in what I think we all consider to be the toughest division of the toughest sport to advance in year in and year out in the tournament because one thing goes wrong in a game, the ball bounces wrong, something, and you lose a game, and that just hasn't happened to them. And to be in the semifinals seven years in a row – is one of the greatest accomplishments in local high school sports going right now. You, you can look at, like, the Derry lacrosse team winning multiple championships or volleyball. Those tournaments are not set up the same way that baseball is, where it's so difficult to advance every game. And for them to make seven in a row, absolutely incredible. Yeah, they're, to win a baseball championship or to go far in baseball, there can't be any lapses. You can't You can't make one mistake. You can't. You, there is no room for error, and, and they just. You know, I was talking to Ryan Lacey Saturday. He covered the Newtown Amity game, and he told me. I, I said this on the uh, the last episode, but he was like, "They don't make mistakes." Yeah, they don't make mistakes. I've seen them make mistakes this year, and they've lost those games. But when yeah. they win and they're playing, they don't make mistakes. And I say this to Sal every year. Now, I don't think he'll ever admit it, but I'm like, you don't care about the regular season, do you? I was like, you just want to get into the state tournament because he always gets them ready for the, like, they're they're always the most well-prepared team for the state tournament. They are. Them and Staples, yep. It's just, it's, it's insane how he's just able to get them, even on a down year where they lose, they lost so many guys from last year's team where you look at the, you look at the outline of this team. And, yes, they have John Lipinski, who's an awesome ace. He's part of that whole row of aces that just comes through Amity. And Sal has done wonders with this pitching staff. And then um, they have um, Sebastian Formica, the, uh, the starting shortstop. He, he's a captain. But you look around this infield. Mc, McNeil's at third, did not start last year. Sebastian yeah. Holt, sophomore first baseman, did not start last year. Jacob Crow, 
the sophomore catcher did not start last year. Julian Stevens, sophomore center fielder, did start as a freshman. Uh, the name on the left fielder is, is – I have their lineup somewhere at my desk. But he didn't start last year. They have so much younger talent on this team that this is just the beginning. They're not going away. Julian Stevens, I've heard from SEC coaches, has the best swing that they've ever seen. Yeah. And Sebastian Holt went from like – a normal-looking 13-, 14-year-old boy last year. He's like one of the biggest kids in the SEC right now as a sophomore. That kid is going to hit bombs when it's all said and done with his high school career. Yet here he is as a sophomore batting in like the 4-5 hole for Amity. Yeah. Uh, that kid's legit. He's a legit outfielder, too. A really good arm. Stevens, he yeah. He's awesome. Like, uh, seeing that kid in person, again, that's one of those kids where you, you hear about him and you think, oh, he's good. And you see him in person, and he immediately pops off the page to you. Like I, I turned to you at that game, and I was like, who's that kid? And you're like, that's Julian Stevens. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense why everyone hypes him up so much. He's, look, he's incredible. Look, I'm going to tell you, I don't. Uh, Pat Winkle did not start as a freshman at Amity. Any team is hard to start in a program like Amity is remarkable. So not only start, he was batting leadoff. He was le- yeah. like <laughs> absurd playing in the state semifinals as a freshman last year, batting leadoff. Uh, but he deserves it. I mean, he's one of those special kids. He's yeah. One of those special kids. Uh, looking at Southington, you know, I really like Southington. They made a run in Legion last year. I know it's not all the same kids, but there are some kids that were on that team, and and I think that does help. And then, you know, the games they lost this year, they lost to East Catholic. Uh, they lost a one-run game to Fitch. And they lost one run game to Glastonbury. Otherwise, they you know they rolled through the through the CCC. Uh, you know a lot of wins by by run rule, uh, but their pitching's been pretty good too. So I think this is a you know really really hard matchup for Amity, and would not be surprised if Southington gets through. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to pick Southington to, to win the game. Wow. Um, I will say this about Southington: I picked them to lose in the first round, so they they don't like me either. Um, but I'm taking, I'm taking all the CCC love uh, that's deflecting off the hate from you. So they played three games in three days. Well, they finished three games in three days. They played four days in a row. They started on the 29th against New Britain, finished it on the 30th, a four to three walk off win in 11. They played. They beat Darien the next day, one nothing, and then they beat Southington the day after that, three to two. This is a team that's played four days in a row. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I think they will enjoy the rest or have been enjoying the rest. That said, to win that many games in a row by that close, to be on pins and needles the entire game, I don't know how that's going to affect them going into a game with a team that has proven that they can win those games or they can blow you out. Yeah, I, I think it helps them. I think I think Darian, you know, Darian, the, Darian's pitcher had a no hitter going through seven innings, uh, and then Southington scratched out a run there to win that one. And then obviously Ludlow, we both thought was a really great team. I had them going to the finals. Um, so those are two really quality wins. And New Britain was really good all season too. So you know they didn't they didn't get lucky to get here. They won really good games. I, I think winning close games in baseball makes you better. And yes, it takes something out of you. I think. Winning those games fires you up and makes you believe that that you can win. So I mean, it's going to be about the pitching matchup here, but 
I'm going to go with that. I think, you know, people, even though it's Southington's a three and Amity's a ten, I think people think it's an upset, but... Yeah, I'm going to go with Southington. Oh, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Southington beats Amity. I, I, I don't think I'd be surprised. This, these are two programs. Sal, uh, Amity, and, and Coach Capola are very familiar with Southington. This is a team that has met for multiple state championships. They've met in the state semifinals before. This is not a. This is a very familiar opponent, even though it has been five or six years. Um, but I'm going to take Amity. I picked them. To get to the finals, I want Staples Amity Part Three, three out of six years. I want that. Um, yeah. That's a game that I've wanted for a couple of years. I think it's a great matchup having those two coaches, those two programs go at it again. Wouldn't be surprised if Southington won, but am picking Amity because when you get to this point, you just got to go with the Spartans, man. Death taxes and Amity baseball in June. Yeah, I mean, I'm the fool that keeps picking against them. So, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's like the worst thing to do. You can pick against uh, Amity in the state tournament, and I keep doing it. Well, no, the, wor- the worst thing you can do is pick against Berlin because they're just going to get mean. Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Amity Staples 3, before that, we get Cheshire Staples 3. Yes. Third year in the state tournament they're meeting. Uh, first year Staples beat them in the first round. Uh, last year, Cheshire beat them in what I keep saying was one of the best high school games I've ever seen uh, in the quarterfinals, and now we get them in the semis. I could not be more excited about this matchup, in particular the semifinals. Um, it's just, it has everything. I mean, Cheshire's number one. They've lost one game, which is the first game of the season. Staples was a lot of, you know, a lot of people thought they'd be the best team all season. This is the culmination of all those Little League kids, uh, you know, are, are finally the last group of them are seniors now. Does it get you better than this? Does it get you better than this game for a semifinal? I was going to say, if this was the finals, it would be better because there would be more on the line and it would be the last two champions playing against each other. Um, but I will say this. This game is the game that we wanted when the brackets came out. Um, I said this the other night. I think head-to-toe, lineup, pitching staff, I think Staples is the better talented team. But yep. Cheshire, who is also very talented, like let's not, you know, Ryan Strollo, Matt Costello, um, uh, Kozolowski has been pitching unbelievable for them. Uh, there's so many guys on this team, the Battaglia brothers, Schiapato at, at, at shortstop, sophomore batted 450 this year. Both, both these teams are so loaded. Like you just, you can go one through nine and name them all off, go through both their pitching staffs and rattle yep. them off. They're, it's, but I, I'm just sitting here looking and I'm like, there's a couple of ways this can go. If Staples comes out and just shows their brute strength lineup and how they, you know, hung eight on Trumbull in the sixth inning, like, if they're that team, this game might get out of hand. But uh, then you look at the flip side and you're like, well, this is a Cheshire team that doesn't go away. They don't quit. They're resilient. They're always there. They're always in every game. They haven't lost since the first game of the year. If this game's a blowout, I'll be surprised. You know yes. I mean? Trumbull really ran out of pitching. I mean, that was... Well, that game was close. See, Trumbull was winning. See, that's the problem that I have when I look at this game. Because, yeah. obviously, Staples is I pretty positive they're going to throw Chad Knight to start. And he threw two innings of relief the other day, too. Right. I don't know who Cheshire's going to go with. Because Kozlowski, who's been their best pitcher all year... 
Um, let's just pull up his stats for fun because I have them. 8-0, 61 Ks, 4 shutouts, 2 no-hitters, and a 0.75 ERA. Yeah. Well, he pitched against Enfield. He pitched five no-hit innings. I think we might see him at some point in the semifinal, but I don't think he's going to start. And again, not confirmed, not trying to blow smoke, but Matt Downing hasn't pitched since Cheshire played Amity at the end of the regular season. He hasn't pitched yeah. since May 15th. We haven't seen him in the tournament. We haven't seen him in the SECs. I don't think we're going to see him in the in the state semifinals unless they're playing this big hoax, but I do, really don't know who Tresher's going to go with, and I think that raises a lot of questions where it's like, if you're going to go with the bullpen game, we've seen this happen with teams before, and sometimes it works. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you look, if anyone's been watching the college baseball um, games the last couple of days, UConn sent out a kid that hasn't started in over a month, and he threw eight innings of one-run ball. Yeah. You know, so it happens. I get it. I understand that. I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, I, I mean, I picked Staples at the beginning. I'm going to stick with Staples as my pick now. I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, I really hope this is a good game, but I'm really wondering what Cheshire's game plan is for their pitching. So I think that's important. Obviously, that's important, but when you look at it, you're like, who are they going to go with? Yeah, I mean, Rose pitched that, that SEC championship and pitched pretty well against Amity, I thought. He uh, pitched. He, 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 he came in. He came in uh, in the quarterfinals and did not pitch well. And then they had to bring in uh, Battaglia to close the door. But he has innings to pitch, is what I'm saying. If, if they wanted to start him, then they could go to Battaglia, you know, after that. Obviously, you know, this is what we talked about with Cheshire before the tournament. Losing that second number one pitcher, this is where it might catch up with you. Yes. Um, I, you know, we do assume that Chad will get the start. Um, it is possible, since he pitched two innings in the quarters, that they go with Deutsch in this game. Mm-hmm. Um Harry Azadian has not pitched in the tournament. Yes, I've noticed that. I don't know if he has something going on, you know, along the same lines. He is playing first base. He is hitting. He has not taken the mound. Uh, and I thought he was going to start against uh, Trumbull, and he didn't. Um, but, you know, Staples, if they can handle, if anyone can handle that, Staples, the pitching staff is so deep and so good. And, you know, and yesterday, after, you know, in relief, not yesterday, but Saturday, they brought out a sophomore, Justin Lessing, who came on in relief, and it's like another one of these kids. You're like, oh, this kid is a sophomore. He's going to come in here at the door on Trumbull, you know? Like, yeah. Like, well, I mean, look, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Kozlowski Ka- 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 to start. I'm not 100% sure of the rules. I've forgotten them. But they did take him out after five. It was 6 nothing. They took him out after 5. He threw no-hit innings. I imagine his pitch count was somewhat low where they were planning ahead. So he might start and give them three innings, and then you see where you are in that game. Yeah, I, I prefer to save a kid like that, hold him back. So when you get to the later innings or you get to a one-run game or you're down two or something like that, then bring in your stopper. You know, No more runs going to come in, and we're going to go out there and score. That's what Staples did against Trumbull. They're down two. They brought in Chad Knight. He closed the, you know, the sixth inning out, got them out of that, and then they scored all their runs, and then he closed it out in the seventh. But I like – if his kid's not going to be able to pitch the full complement, you know, if he's not going to be able to go the distance, I like using him later in the game. But yeah. all coaches are different. No, absolutely. I mean, again, I'm going to go back to the UConn game last night. Uh, they asked Jim Penders, and, like, it was, like, three to two. They were talking to him in, like, the fifth inning, and they're like – when are you going to bring in Jake Wallace, who's their, like, you know, he might be the best closer in the country. 
and okay, um, yeah. and he was like, he's like, he goes, you might see him in the sixth inning, and then he comes in in the seventh, strikes out a guy to get, and then he strikes out seven guys in a row to close the door. It's that time of the year where, you know, they 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 might start Batapaglia or or Rolls or, or or someone else, and and keep Ka- uh, Kozlowski, like, hey man, stay loose, keep going. You're either going to come in in the second or the fifth. Like you know, just be ready to go the whole game. That I'd be really well, interesting. What happens with that then also is if that kid pitches a really great game, then you have your ace full rest ready to go for a championship. Yeah, you know, so you if you, you have him in your back pocket in the semis, obviously you want to use him if you have to. If you don't have to, hold him back and let him go full strength into a championship game. And, and that's there's no better scenario than that having your ace going in a championship. Yep. But as we say, you got to get there. So you got to get there. Sounds like you're taking Staples too. Yeah. I mean, I picked him at the beginning. I think even at the beginning of the season, I think I said on the first episode that I wanted Amity and Staples to meet in the finals. So there you go. All right. So that's that's the semis. Uh, we will come back uh, Wednesday. Yes. Hopefully Wednesday morning. Um, yeah, Wednesday morning, if all the games get played Tuesday, which they should, everything looks okay. Yeah, uh, if you look at the weather, I, th- I don't think we're going to have any issues until Thursday. No one's playing Thursday, across the board. Right. It's going to be a little chilly at night, so bring a, you know, bring a light coat. Yes. But otherwise, it's going to be beautiful baseball weather, right? and I'd prefer that than, uh, than you know, sweating, sweating it up at, uh, at these games. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, look, if this, if this double L semis can match last year's, I would be very pleasantly surprised. I'd be very pleasantly happy. I'm sorry. Excited to go cover these double L semis today. I think they're going to be just so awesome. You know, Municipal is a great stadium. I haven't been to Municipal Park in years. They have an awesome press box now. They have a double decker press box. It's awesome. Did they redo it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh wow! All right, even more excited then. Nope. And I get to hang out with Pete. Exactly. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a day. We're gonna have a day. We're gonna have a day in Waterbury. <laughs> we gotta find some local dogs up there. I think. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so listen, we will see you guys back on Wednesday uh, and see how wrong we got on all of our picks. And uh, although I have to say we're doing okay, I still have a bunch of teams left in the semis, which is way better than I did last year. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a little bit better. We're doing a little bit better. My L and M bracket are toast. Uh, my L and S bracket are, are shot, but. Yeah, I, I lost. Yeah, my M bracket fell apart with Montville and Hector both went out fast. But, yeah, otherwise, like, I still have finalists and, and everywhere else left, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get out of here, man. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, for Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.